Hello, storytellers. My name is Donovan, and welcome back to another episode of Crossroads, the Storyteller's Journey, where we dive deep in on storytelling with creators and artists and filmmakers and directors and all sorts of different artists here um, at the Artist Apparel community. I'm so excited for today's episode. We have a street photographer and journalist on the podcast from Tucson, Arizona. I'm very excited to welcome David J. Del Grand onto the podcast. We have a great conversation. Just, I mean, we talk about taking the road less traveled and just doing something different um, with your art and with storytelling. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear the way that this conversation pans out. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to share this with a with your with your friend with a storyteller um somebody that just you know resonates with you on the level of what storytelling is and you know maybe a fellow photographer a fellow filmmaker whoever you interact with in your community i would love it if you shared this with them because in reality that's what artist apparel is all about we really just want to grow this community so that we can help encourage more artists and bring more you know just powerful and moving art onto the scene. So with that, I'm going to turn it back to past me that recorded with David um, on this great, great, great conversation that we had. And I hope that you enjoy and have a great week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, storytellers, welcome back to Another episode of Crossroads, The Storyteller's Journey. Today I'm joined with a street photographer and journalist from Tucson, Arizona. Um, he is a great guy. I've been talking with him for five to ten minutes now. We're just we're just vibing, enjoying our time. But but yeah, he is a very, very talented journalist and writer, um, but also turned street photographer, and that's a, a passion that he's found himself in. So um, we're really excited to, uh, to invite David J. Del Grande onto the podcast today. Um, thank you so much for being here here david thanks so much donovan it's been good to chat and i'm excited to uh chop it up yeah let's let's chop it up bro i know that you're a you're a (laughs) podcaster yourself so you so you know the vibes you know how it goes um and and I'm, i'm really excited for this so um what i really love to start with um with all of my storytellers that i bring on the podcast is just give them the most general um the most broad question that you could probably ever be asked um but I'm going to go for it and we'll see what we'll see how you respond. Um, so basically what, what does storytelling mean to you in your creative, um, mediums? So both in journalism and photography, um, what, what is, what does storytelling mean to you in those mediums? Storytelling to me at this point are love letters to the present and meaning just when I started this particular journey, journalism, to start and now street photography, it's been a second chance at life for me. So every day, you know, my work is, is based in gratitude of having the opportunity to tell stories and be in a position where I'm thriving instead of surviving. And even if I'm tackling a subject, whether it's street photography or being a a freelance reporter, um, you know, sometimes the subject matter is difficult, but it's really a great opportunity for me to kind of reflect back the world that I get to see today. Hmm. So a lot of, a lot of what storytelling is to you is really just capturing what life has to offer Mm -hmm. and, and using those aspects of life to, to offer something back to the, to the world, back to life. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, like I've, I've definitely struggled throughout my life and, and you know, having an opportunity to really be a creative professional has been quite the blessing and it's been a bumpy road, but it's something that, you know, I wouldn't trade for the world. And uh, I mean, yeah, gratitude is definitely like the foundation of, of what I do and, and how I story. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, gratitude is, is a, is a lost, um, is a lost feeling and a lost emotion in a lot of society in, in today's day and age. Um, and I think that what you do as a street photographer is, is so unique in, um, the, the, the telling of gratitude. Um, I think it's really unique because you're going out and capturing the lives and the community. Um, and you are, able to see the world differently as you take different paths. I saw on, on your YouTube, you have a, a video about taking the road less traveled um, and how that is much of what has inspired you as an artist and as a, as a photographer, a street photographer, um, because you don't, you don't want to take the same road each day. You want to, you want to try something different because you'll get something different from, from the world. The world will offer you something new, um, whether it be seeing a new face that you've never seen before in Tucson or seeing how, uh, in the video you mentioned, like seeing a development being built that you wouldn't have otherwise known was there because you just took the road that you've always been on. So how has taking the road less traveled, um, really inspired your, your photography and your art? Um, you, you mentioned it in the video, but I would just love for the listeners to kind of hear you know, straight from, straight from the source, um, just to hear what that's all about for you. Absolutely. The, the theme is actually based on a book that's kind of, you know, um, I guess I could call it my Bible as someone who's not a religious person. It's a, it's a self-help book written by Scott Peck. And it talks about, you know, kind of doing a difficult thing first. And it's about self-love and I've kind of taken it to a different level of, you know, being, a skateboarder in the New York City area as a kid, really the benefit of kind of finding these little nooks and crannies in New York City streets, you know, I learned that being on a skateboard and I always applied it to my journalism and to my street photography. So it's just a healthy habit that I've got into, like no matter where I'm living in the world, you know, say my, my, my street is, you know, first street you know, in New York city, it's like, I'll get off on this, you know, I'll get up on a subway stop before then, or I'll take a left turn before whatever city street I'm living on in Tucson and just kind of explore. And that sense of curiosity mm -hmm. and exploration just offers me a larger canvas. And it also, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's more exciting to just find these like little hidden treasures, especially in an artistic community like Tucson you know, you turn down a different corner and someone's lawn is completely littered with metal art. And always in the back of my mind, I think, oh my God, if I didn't make this early left, I would have never seen this. And that sense of curiosity, that sense of wonder I want to bring to my art and kind of, you know, just kind of put a stamp on Tucson and put a, or wherever I'm living and just say, you know, like, look at this beautiful little corner that I would have never discovered if I didn't have this sense of curiosity and wonder when I'm out working. Yeah. Do you, um, that's amazing. I, I think that it's a, it's something that a lot of people need to hear being, being present and, and not 
necessarily, I mean, living life the same every day, like really going out of your way to, to try a different thing. Um, and a lot of, I mean, a lot of the great inventions were found when they weren't even looking for it. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, which, which is really cool in itself, but as you're, as you're taking the road less traveled and you're putting these new experience that you wouldn't have otherwise gotten into art, into street photography, um, is that, is that the, the idea that you want to convey to the audience that you, that you, um, display your art to your photography to, do you want for your audience to be inspired to take the road less traveled? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing yes, but, but is that like a, is that like a huge influence in your art? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you're spot on and, and you're catching, catching that vibe of, you know, I came from a place of almost being homeless about 10 years ago before I decided to move back to Tucson and go to university to study journalism, which turned into a street photography passion that I'm growing into a business. So knowing that I had enough agency and I had enough opportunity from people that were supporting me, taking this kind of like road less traveled and taking charge of life. And then also at the same time during that bumpy road, being really appreciative and present and grateful for that opportunity, anyone can apply to their lives. And, you know, you don't have to take the road less traveled and become the next Jay-Z or the next, you know, iconoclast in film like John Cassavetes or something like that. But Mm -hmm. you could mold your life into a a space and to an existence that you're excited to get up in the morning and you can't wait for that next project and the next turn down, you know, a, a dusky road when you're doing your art. And that's something you can apply. Anyone can apply to their lives, no matter what they're doing. Yeah. And you know, I'm pretty much living proof of it. I mean, I'm yeah. up. I'm up way before sunrise, and I, you know, I can't, I can't wait to get out into the field. Hmm. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, that's just such an an inspiration to me. Um, I yeah, as I said earlier, it's something that I feel like a lot of people need to live by a little bit more. Um, I had a class in, at university where one of my professors actually told us, um, in the business world, you're trying, so I'm, I'm a business major. Okay. Um, in the business world, you, um, the way that you network is you've got your friends, you know, and then outside of your, your organic following or your friends, um, how, how are you going to make your mark on the world? You know, social media is a huge way that people do that nowadays, but taking the road less traveled and walking back from your class a different route could mean you bumping in to um, your next best friend or your business partner or could turn into you bumping into Jay-Z. He could be on campus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but but, but it's, it's really just, it's really just, um, it's really just a life lesson in itself. And I think that what you've been able to do in your photography to this point um, is, is really amazing and I, lo- I know a lot of street photographers are you know similar in the way that they want to portray life in a way that is is new and something is the world is always offering you something new but you have to be the one that takes the initiative to step out of your comfort zone to step out of that that route that you've been taking home every day and really find the new thing or the really find um what the world is offering you that day um so yeah that's amazing i 
Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your your journey from journalism to photography. I know that it, it looks like from from what I've read in, in some of your posts and some of your articles, um, editorials, I, I it seems like you um, became a journalist and you would write stories and you kind of felt obligated to take photos mm-hmm. to not obligated, but you know, you, you had to take photos to accompany those because visual mediums, you know, tell a lot, which is why I do this podcast and video because people prefer to see my beautiful face. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, yeah. So, so what did that journey look like moving from journalism to street photography? I know you're still, you know, you still got your foot in the journalism category. Um, and you love it because your work is amazing. Your writing is so captivating, um, and and I, it's yeah, it's 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 legit, man. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that about that journey. Right on, thank you. I appreciate that. And that's that's an element. Absolutely, yeah, that's an element of my creative work that I'm really really passionate about and really excited about. Um, when I was a professional journalist, you were expected to be able to take. A, a passable photo because you know if you're you know it, whether it's a newspaper in print or not you know you need a lead photo especially for the online version so you need something and I was one of the singular people going through the journalism community here in Tucson that could write you know an award-winning story and take an award-winning photograph so so my skill set was always kind of equal and that was unique and you know, as I left the journalism industry as a full-time reporter, because it just wasn't a good fit for me long-term when it came to the politics and long-term growth and, and where I think I can take my voice, I knew that like keeping those, keeping my writing strong and keeping my photography strong was just going to be natural. So I needed to find platforms in order to, to convey that story. And that's okay. really that's really been an exciting part of having the freedom of being a freelancer and someone running a small business is that, you know, I get to take on whatever assignments or I get to cover whatever I particularly want to from a lens of, you know, as objective as you possibly be as a human being and creating also a sense from the visual aspect of hyper reality because you know, I mean, documentary work, obviously I respect it and I love it, but there's always a, a little bit of sense of mystery in the, the photograph work I do and the video work I do, because it just seems to be an accurate representation of, of what I experience when I'm in the field. Mm. Okay. So, so your experience is, is really what you want, you want people to see. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, that's, I, I think that transitioning from one form of storytelling because journalism is, you know, you're telling a story, mm-hmm. um, you know, telling your story in that way to telling your story through photography. Um, it seems like there might, there, there could have been some sort of like, I don't know, was there any sort of dissonance in that transition um, between the two? Cause I know you're still like, you know, you're still writing, you still like are in that space, but that transition was it fully out of you know passion for photography like you 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 found yourself um in photography like you found what you loved you found that your experiences um were valid and 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 your your new experiences like that the world was offering you could be conveyed to the world like you know taking the road less traveled so was that was that transition did it have any sort of dissonance to it or was it or was it pretty much um i mean 
smooth and like into the freelance category because I know that freelancing is is difficult you have to you know you have to be your own boss and that means not only doing the craft itself but also finding the people to work with discovering whether or not you want to work um promoting that piece adding it to your portfolio it's just like a it's a whole conglomerate of responsibilities that a lot of freelancers um you know get get tired of and end up working for an agency or end up creating their own business um is that was was that dissonance um there and if so i mean how did you combat it or did you just kind of go with the flow um it's it's just i mean it's just an, an interesting thing for me um with that transition between two art forms yeah i mean i always you know it's it's easy for me to separate the the art of journalism from the industry and my my focus and going to a street photography focus as a professional was more you know in tune with with staying with the art of journalism because the industry didn't have a future for me and i still know a tremendous amount of people who work in that industry and love and respect them it's not it's not anything against that but for for the stories that i needed to tell and how i needed to communicate through my my art and my my gifts really it was was far beyond what the journalism industry could offer me and it was difficult yeah i mean I, you know when i left the industry it was tremendously difficult i mean you know i, I definitely lost some friends and uh, people i thought were a lot closer to me than than they actually turned out to be and yeah i mean it's it, it's an interesting experience leaving that industry because at least as a full-time reporter you know you're you know, as a yeah. freelancer, you're you're looked at differently, and the grind of everyday journalism is you know kind of like a badge of honor that you wear when you're working in the industry full full time. But the the limitations were something I needed to break away from. It, it, I wasn't a good fit for it, but all the okay. skills that I that I gained from being in it, I got to take to my own artwork and my own form of, of storytelling. And that was, well, there you that go. was really the gift. I mean, yeah. And, and for me, the fun part of it is just, you know, I mean, life, a big part of life is, is learning what's not good for you. And that, that particular field full time was not good for me. Like if you're not testing yeah. to see what doesn't work, how do you know that you're like really stressing yourself as a professional? Yeah. Because you can you can do all of the work to try to find what does work, mm -hmm. but figuring out what doesn't work is really gonna bring you to what does work quicker. Um, you know, if you if you really like visual mediums, you know, you try painting or you try you know digital art, and maybe that's not good for you. Oh, I'm not super. I mean, I'm not good at drawing, so let me move to graphic design. You know, go to Illustrator and and Photoshop, and you realize, oh, that that's a little bit better for me. Then you find your niche within that that graphic design realm, and like, it's it's just that the journey that you take from that first this doesn't work to the I love what I do is what formed you as a storyteller. It's um, it's it's really what what brings your work. Um, uniqueness i mean that helps you stand out from the people that you're quote-unquote competing against in this in the in this realm it's it's funny because like we want to we want to be the ones that are supporting each other 
um, you know, every step of the way and which we do, you know, I love that's, that's what I live for is supporting artists and supporting storytellers. I really, I really find that, you know, it just, it just, I just love it. Um, but it's just, it's just amazing to see like, you know, how, how your journey has gone from one thing to another and you found what works and what doesn't. And you still, I mean, love journalism, but you're, you've created this new, like this new business with your, with your freelance work. So, um, that's, yeah, that's amazing. I had some questions, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah, we, you went to school for journalism. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just, I mean, was it just cause you liked, you know, covering stories or what, what made you want to select that major whenever going to school? When, when I decided that I was going to become a journalist and go to school for that, I was, I had been reading about the uh, Israeli-Palestinian conflict for about 10 plus years. And mm. my minor in university was conflict reporting in the Middle East, because that was my original plan. Okay. When I um, stepped into the journalism world, I thought I was going to go to probably Lebanon and start covering you know, the Middle East in a real way. So that was that was that gave me some perspective of what life is really like when I delved into that at, as a, at a university level. And really, I mean, I, I felt like at that point, if I could get into the journalism industry and create a difference and and tell real stories that creating some sense of peace, at least in that conflict area, could have a ripple effect. And sadly, when I got within the corporate journalism world and got pretty close to, you know, papers that were big enough and recognizable enough, I felt like I would not have been able to do the work that I wanted to do in a real way. There was too many um, limitations when you're working mm-hmm. with an industry. So, so that was what- So you just wanted to be a free spirit yeah, in that way. Yeah, and just tell an okay. accurate, honest story. And I think as you, from what I've seen, as you climb the journalism ladder that that becomes more restrictive unless you know you've kind of branched out onto your own you know there's the glenn greenwalds of the world that you know you win a pulitzer working for places like the guardian and then you branch out and you do the intercept and you have an angel investor and then your voice is strong enough where you're unbound and you know Mm. i mean that's that's an outlier within the industry so if you're trying to do that work you better have the chops of Glenn Greenwald or you're going to be, you know, constrained by the expectations of corporate journalism, especially if you're mm. traveling around the world. So, I mean, what, what it comes down to is you just don't fit into the box, into the corporate box. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was. Yeah, that's that, that's um that's something that I'm like already struggling with a little bit because I'm like, I don't, whenever I leave university like i'm going to keep this community running keep this going keep this podcast going the conversations because i love them but you know in terms of my day job i'm like i don't know if the corporate world is right for me because i'm just such like a i'm not cookie cutter man i got i got like i'm outside of the box dude (laughs) i i gotta i gotta find um i don't know just just find something that and i mean in the corporate world it's great that people find um like purpose in it but i just feel like the purpose is i mean life is just so vast and so big and and this world is so big and there's so many people that it's just like how on earth 
am I meant to, to live in, in an office and not touch the lives of, of people outside of the, my, my immediate, you know, like people that I know my immediate social presence. It's like, I don't know, which is why I've created this in some sense. So, um, so yeah, you came from journalism, go to street photography. Um, and you've used your photos in your journalism. How have you learned to seamlessly integrate your, I know, I, I think this is what your podcast is about um, in some ways, because um, everybody listening, um, David actually has a podcast called um, Streets Photog Podcast. Um, and I'll let you talk a little bit about that before I ask the question regarding it. Um, so where can everyone listen to it and what, what, what inspired it and what is it about? Well, when I've, transition to just really focusing on street photography i mean i was always writing anyway so i figured uh-huh. well you know a picture tells a thousand words but i i already have the thousand words so i may as well put them both out and the streets yeah. photog podcast <laughs> is just uh you know you're i'm marrying those two things like it already exists so i may as well just put it out Sometimes it's a video work or sometimes it's just me reading a script or reading a story while I'm while I'm out in the field freelancing or just doing my typical street photography work. The podcast can be found on you know major platforms, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and and it's just at some point I'm probably going to integrate different journalism, you know, elements like interviewing people and, and sound pops and, and something. Well, I still use sound pops right now, but interviews and and all that um so there's definitely places for it to expand but you know i'm already doing the writing when i'm out in the field taking the photos and i wanted to be able to share that because it also adds context i mean i can take you know kind of a sad photo of someone who's homeless on the tucson city streets but you know if i've written a thousand words about it that gives context and tells you about what that interaction is it's going to have that much more impact. And and that's more of a body of work that Mm. you would see in an exhibition. I mean, you can, you can go see someone like Diane Arbus and, you know, like you could see the work or, you know, you can think about her last project that was, you know, published after she passed and without the context of what that story was, yeah, they're beautiful photos. But if you add the writing to it, and the background story, it just has that much more impact and depth. And that's the point of, of launching this podcast. Okay. How, uh, how, how far are you into it right now? I started it in December, December. Yeah. And I try to publish, I at least publish once a week. So that's just like the typical like episode of like, whether it's okay. like my freelance work or whether it's just, you know, having a random, interaction with someone that I feel is a compelling story and I get a compelling photograph that's going to be part of the episodes and then I try to get at least one or two more recordings and those are usually based on books that I'm reading I read a lot and that definitely impacts you know my work as a creative and um yeah I mean if you're a writer you should be reading so so basically it's kind of like a book of the week like hey I'm reading this and this is impacting me and it's really serendipity and I'll be reading something and then I'll go out shooting. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like that. I needed to read that before I went out and now it's applying exactly to the story I'm communicating. So, so sharing yeah. that and then, you know, giving authors some shine, which, you know, isn't going to hurt anyone. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, um, it's a cool that. process. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's the, the podcast itself sounds like, um, sounds like a, a very unique, um, just type of vibe. Um, yeah, everyone go listen to the photog podcast, um, on Spotify, Apple podcasts. Um, it's on anchor as well, which is where I record as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, that's, that's, yeah, that's awesome. I, any, any photographers listening to this, I mean, I love for, what's it called? I love, I love for all, you know, mediums of creativity. I love, I love for filmmakers and photographers and actors to be listening to the podcast, but you know, obviously, you know, it's going to be more enticing for a photography for to listen to this one because you know, that's, that's just what you do. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely take a listen to that, um, and support him in that way because obviously you put a lot of work into it. Just, I mean, you're really just, sounds like you're just living. And when something comes to you, you just share it. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that seems like what it is. And that's, that's a beautiful thing because you're just living in the present and, um, and asking questions about the world and, and just discovering and, and getting insight from these authors on these books and going out and realizing that it's all around you. Um, exactly. which, you know, if everyone were to just open their eyes and look, you know, you would find so many, so many beautiful things and be inspired by so many different things. Um, but yeah, you've got that podcast. Um, you're releasing a book in October of this year of 2022. Um, and you were telling me that you're still trying to figure out exactly what you want the subject to be about. But um, why don't you share with, with um, Crossroads, with the listeners of Crossroads, just just like what, what that means to you. Because you have your new publishing um, company, um, it's uh, Grande Publishing. Yep. Um, and I'm guessing you're going to be publishing through that. Yep. Um, but what... What is what does that book look like to you, and what inspired you to say I'm gonna I'm gonna publish this book? Because I feel like you know people are like I want to write a book, but like obviously you've you've got a, a time frame on it, and and you've got a publishing space, a, a way for you to do it. So um, you know it's a little bit more intentional. What is what does that look like? It's an expansion of a of starting this this publishing company, which has always been a dream for years and years, and it kind of took off during COVID when. I got a little bit more focused and so this will be my second book and this one is probably just going to be not just but it's going to be a street photography book and a little love letter to Tucson and and what it means to me I've been back in Tucson for about 10 years and my life has changed changed dramatically for the better and and I want to be able to communicate that message so it's going to be a street photography book with a you know a lot more writing than my first book and I just you know want to communicate that that message of how special this place is to me and you know having that intention of yes I have this this work but I'm going to make sure that it culminates into a physical asset a physical artifact and that's you know a yeah. time capsule of my life and of the life I share within this community that's really important to me Yes, it's not no snapfish book. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah, 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 and it, you know it's, that's awesome. It's self-publishing for sure, but it's you know I'm definitely you know wanting to expand that, and potentially in the future, the the greater goal is to bring other people into the fold that may not, you know, fit into that corporate mold and that need a home and need to express themselves in a way that they normally wouldn't be able to do by trying to you know get a book deal or work within the parameters of 
a typical publisher and a typical art artist. Like I want to be that yeah. that home that I wish I had when the journalism road got really bumpy and it seemed like I was just this kind of island. Like I kind of want to yeah. be that for creatives because it's it's hard. It's hard to be an individual mm -hmm. and it's hard to stand on your own two feet. And I'm I'm fortunate enough to have had resources outside of it to give me support. But yeah, I mean, if you have a professional resource in a real way, I mean, that's that's gold. Yeah, dude, it's it's crazy to see like ten years ago when you're when you're um you know when you're on the bumpy road you know of life, you probably wouldn't have like zoomed out and seen yourself in where you are now, and um, <laughs> and it's really cool because a lot of other storytellers are in the same place. Um, just feeling kind of down on their luck, feeling like their art isn't being seen by people. It's not being appreciated by people. Um, and that's what I want to solve with this platform. It sounds like it's exactly what you want to solve as well for photographers and for journalists and, you know, just that com combination, um, which I think is, is a great thing. Um, when you see where you came from and where you are now, it really just inspires you to want to change that for other people and, and have them accelerate that process of growth and regeneration of, of, um, in, of encouragement. And just, it's, it's, um, it's a selfless thing. I was talking to, um, I interviewed, uh, a, a photographer, I'm not a photographer, a filmmaker last week named Dan brothers. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, he finds joy when he creates, he finds joy in, um, helping others and really just seeing others successful. And that's what I like to do. It seems like it's what you like to do. It's just, it's a general idea that I, I feel is really important in just the storytelling realm, but especially in mediums where your art can be seen um, or heard and you just feel like it's not getting anywhere. Um, but just seeing that you came from, you know, 10 years ago, you were, you were in a rough patch in life and now you're here where you are now. You have your own publishing company. Um, it's, it's, really, it's, it's really inspiring and I think that a lot of people can, can take that inspiration, hold it with them and, and, and start their own dream because that was your dream for a while so um yeah i'd love to, I'd, I'd love to see you in, interact and, and and collaborate with some other photographers some other street photographers um and i mean whatever it might be photography whatever mediums you want to support on that publishing you know just people wanting to write a novel whatever it is um i think that it's a really selfless act to do and um, I commend you for just kind of taking the step and doing it yourself and then realizing, you know, I want to, I want to bring others in on this too, because it's, it's, it's an important thing and everyone's got something different to offer. It's really awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, you know, it's about, you know, forming that sense of community and, and offering value to creative people. And I definitely came across that in the journalism world. You know, you know, I was a non-traditional student and there was a lot of people that were, you know, fresh out of high school and going through, you know, like the bumpy roads of going through university and possibly not fitting into that mold. And, you know, I'd kind of been, you know, I already had trials and tribulations outside of university and I always wanted to offer insight to say, dude, it's going to be okay. Like, trust me, like, I know this is heavy right now, but just like take the next first step and like, make sure you take care of yourself. I mean, even mm -hmm. just as a person or as a professional. And, and that was the, the main crux of, of wanting to launch this publishing company is that in the future, I want to be that, that home, that home base for people who are like, man, I just like, I, I can't fit into this 
really weird box or these or in these limitations like where can I go with my art no matter what that art is I want to offer that to the people who need it yeah that's awesome that is that is amazing um thank you switching gears yeah we've got yeah of course dude <laughs> um I it's it's really I mean it's it's like I said it's a selfless thing and I think that it's just I don't know. It seems like you're passionate about people being a street photographer. You have to be passionate about people and passionate about telling their story. Um, before I get into your NFT photography, um, I, I was curious. Um, I mean, street photography, I probably, you know, would have gone over this earlier in this episode, but, um, it's, it's really, you're, you're a vessel for someone else. Like you're telling someone else's story through your photos or, a building story of the stories inside of that. You know, if, if you're taking a picture of, um, you know, a Publix or I'm sorry, a Walmart or whatever like that. Um, Publix is in Florida and it's oh, okay. literally not anywhere else in the country. So nobody knows what it is, hey, I'm like, hmm. but it's amazing. They have great subs, <laughs> Nice, <okay>. um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're the pub subs. Um, but, but yeah, um, taking a picture of a Walmart and maybe it's an abandoned Walmart or an abandoned gas station or something understanding for the gas station, like so many people have come through there, filled up their gas, gone into the convenience store, gotten what they need, talked to the clerk, been on their way back to their road trip adventure. Um, and you're taking a picture of this abandoned gas station. Um, this, I guess this is a hypothetical. You've probably done it before, but um, taking a picture of this abandoned gas station and you're, you're telling the stories of every person who's walked through that place in, you know, in that place's lifetime. Um, do you feel any sort of like, responsibility when it comes to these photos and telling someone's story because obviously you want to do it justice and you want to be true um, to that person and to your art as well because you don't want to have to change your art for someone else um, because it's 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 yours and no one else can can come up with it at the end of the day um, but do, what's that responsibility look like and feel like in the street photography realm when you're capturing the lives of others I think the ethics that were kind of drilled into my head and almost were a, a, an important focus of my life before I became a professional journalist. I applied my street photography and there's just a sense of responsibility where sometimes I take part in a scene when it comes to street photography, even though it's probably not on camera, but at the same time, like there's, there's an ethics to it that like there needs to be kind of a sense of mystery, I think, to keep an audience captive for sure when it comes to visual visual manifestation of a scene. But yeah, I mean, there's there's an ethical, moral obligation that I feel when it comes to accuracy and to honesty. But there's always a a sense of beauty that I see no matter where I am. Um, because I, I see the potential in, in, in ruins, you know, because, you know, it, it's like the, the, you know, the Phoenix rising, like there's, a, there's always tomorrow and there's always now, like you can change, like you can change around and having an interaction with, you know, say someone who's destitute and maybe it just turns a light on and they get to turn around or, you know, you're, you I don't know, I get this, I get to see beauty every day. And, and I, and I'm, I feel like I'm fortunate that I, I get to see beauty in things that most people would either look away from or think the opposite. 
because there's always a hidden potential in in destruction. I mean, that's the yin and yang. That's the that's the balance that we need to have. There's there's no utopia on the human level. So if you're seeing that balance and you're understanding that there was once a lively space in this abandoned gas station, but now it's decrepit. Like you don't know the next time that someone's going to pass by it and they're an entrepreneur and they know that they can revitalize that space. So if you can kind of add a little bit of magic and a little bit of life to things that are passed on, you know, I, I think that's, that's an ethical responsibility to your community to see that. And yeah. I feel like really fortunate that I see the world that way. And yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's one of the focuses. <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, got deep there, really. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, it's, something I've always thought about with street photography, um, like the ethics of it. I'm like, you know, taking a picture of, um, someone who's maybe homeless or someone who just lost their job or, I mean, obviously you don't know this, these things, like you maybe just see someone sad, um, but you're just capturing what life is like through your eyes. Um, and what I love that you can do, um, with your journalist background, um, is you can take that story that someone might otherwise see um someone might otherwise look away from or see as as something dark or they don't want to touch it or dirty or whatever it might be and you can add that that written medium to it and and really give someone the context that they're looking for to understand what compelled you to take the photo what was happening at the time what the interaction seemed and looked like and you can bring in that fact that that there's always there's always room for, for growth in someone's life, um, no matter where they're at, no matter whether their roots are are rotting and starting to, to you know, go away and just starting to die. Um, there's always going to be that one, that one root, that one part in, in someone that is going to have the opportunity to grow. And um, because, you know, someone's got the seed planted in them and their roots start to grow, but then nothing happens and it starts to die. There's always that one thing that can revitalize them, and I like that you see it in that way. Um, and yeah, it's. I mean, I'm sure that a lot of other street photographers are similar in the way that they capture things that are darker like that. But I love the way that you put it. Um, in the in, I mean, in a sense that you just you just really want to capture the beauty in everything, the beauty in the hard times because you've seen the hard times and you know what it looks like now and you know that those hard times just built you up um so being that you can capture the world in that way it's a really great thing i find myself just sitting here on on like an hour of the podcast just like complimenting whoever i'm talking to just like yeah you're so amazing but but it's it's seriously that's that's exactly what it is that's what i love about you know talking to people about their art is it's just that they're i mean you have so much passion behind your work um and that passion has has kept you going these 10 years and has made you create your own grande publishing and it's it's really just brought you to the place where you are now so um i commend you for that my my good sir david i commend <laughs> you for that bro um it's really it's really amazing um but yeah um we'll start to wrap things up but i i, yeah. I did want to hear about your nft photography because sure. you are coming out with a one of one um you know the NFT space is, is newer. Um, a lot of, there's a lot of weird conversation about it. People are like, this is stupid. People are like, this is beautiful. This is art. Um, obviously you're going for it. I, I've, I've 
you know, done some research on NFTs. Um, and we don't really have to brief everyone on exactly what it is just because I don't think this is, that's not what this podcast is all about. Um, they can go somewhere else for that. They can listen to Gary V or something. Exactly. Like <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, so, so what, what, I mean, what compelled you to, to want to put out your own NFT? Um, and is this photograph, uh, can anyone see it anywhere right now? Or is it like in a vault or, and you're, and you're going to be putting it out? Um, I mean, in this one of one, uh, like fungible token, non-fungible token. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Gary Vee, it's kind of funny. That was the person who inspired me to kind of get curious about about that world. And it's been really an inspiration to see where where that world is going for photographers and for creative people, that sense of ownership, that smart contract that is going to potentially feed people indefinitely as that non-fungible token continues to sell and grow in worth as you know you build up your brand and you build up you know your 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 place and your creative art I, i'm just yeah I, the photo is available it's on my instagram and it's also okay. on open seas but it's not it's not it hasn't been minted yet available yeah, for purchase exactly okay but gotcha. um yeah it's a street photograph i i grabbed in nogales arizona right near the border and i've spent a, a decent amount of time going back and forth you know, between Nogales, Arizona, and Nogales, Sonora, it's a major port in Arizona. Definitely a place okay. of contention when it comes to you know journalism and politics. And mm -hmm. I covered it a little bit as a reporter, and then really delved in more as a street photographer. And the the photo itself is a gentleman who I noticed when I was down there one afternoon, just kind of circling the port, and there was I don't know he had this sense of he was regal so i dubbed the photo king of nogales and i think it's just his block that he happens to just kind of hang out in and he's in a walker and it's right in front of a popular mural that's on the arizona side and i feel like it captures a community that is largely misrepresented when it comes to the journalism world and it comes to the world of politics and there's again we're going back to the theme of beauty of there is a beauty in our differences whether it's cultural political and all that stuff and i and i feel mm -hmm. like one of the focuses of my art should be or or is the fact that you know we live in a world that's largely gray and you know it's not black and white it's not as easy as chopping up politics or, or belief system into yes or no right and wrong and you know covering communities that are largely misrepresented as an artist i think you know will continue to be a focus of of the work i do long term and jumping into the nft space i felt like it was appropriate to go into this new place this new medium and show street photography a little bit of street art in it because that's also you know part of my foundation as a young man so so yeah i mean getting into the nft space has been really exciting it's very new and it's challenging and it's kind of like a rocky road and there's a lot of people that don't know how to negotiate the space but long term mm -hmm. it's you know here to stay and it's really fun to be kind of on the ground level and to see see people making mistakes and making the mistakes yourself, but also just kind of trusting your process and trusting the journey of like, okay, this is, this is a new thing. 
like let's get into it like let's have some fun and you know yeah. let's make some art <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's it's that's a good way to look at it i i know that the nft space is it's so broad like there's so many different things within it there's sports memorabilia there's art there's photography there's everything you could really even think of any visual medium there's even like you can i think there's like songs and stuff now mm -hmm. i don't really know exactly i haven't i haven't looked too much into it in the past like month there was this one time when i went i was like wow this is interesting not necessarily i'm gonna buy all this all all of these nfts but this is really just the the way that the nft space has just kind of come to the forefront of the conversation and is still relevant and here um like you were saying is here to stay so i love i love that you're you know testing the waters and seeing what it's like um I, i'm i'm excited to hear how that goes and just kind of hear what the what the journey of that piece is because obviously it can go from one person to another um and it's that's just like a really cool thing about um about nfts so so yeah that's that's um that's pretty cool i'm, I'm excited for you to to, to to i mean for you to see what that looks like I because i know that you're probably like what the heck is gonna happen I'm not too, you're like oh this is i'm just taking a shot in the dark man and we're we're throwing a dart and seeing if it sticks and pinning the tail on the donkey and all those things you know <laughs> trying to see trying to see exactly what works so that's that's pretty cool and well i mean what went into you selecting that one photo? Was it just like the sense of regality that that guy had? Um, I mean, I feel like when you're choosing an NFT, you're like, I got to decide on the perfect one, you know, like you probably have a, a ton, you have a ton of photos that are great, but for you personally, you probably have like a vault where you're like, these are the, my prized possessions. And these are the ones that I would feel comfortable making it as an NFT. So what like led you to selecting that, that one, the, the king of, what was the town called? No Gallus. No Gallus. Yeah. What 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 made you want to select that one? I mean, you kind of went over it a little bit, but just just to hear again. The selection process is always difficult. I mean, you know, it's in the journalism world and the photojournalism world. They call um, culling your photos killing babies because you know when you're a photograph when you're a photographer, like you know everything is your baby. But like, what's the yeah. one? What's the one photograph you couldn't live without? And and when I was taking that shot and doing a lot of traveling to Nogales, Sonora, there was, a, it was just a magical moment. And I knew like in camera what that was going to look like even before I touched it in post-production. I just knew that story was going to be powerful and impactful and mysterious and accurate, but also like, it's a very dear photo to me because of, you know, the time how beautiful it is and how beautiful that particular border community is to me it's it just holds a really special place in my heart and fortunately i've been linking with a bunch of folks who are really revitalizing both sides of the border and bringing art to the forefront and being able to link with them a little bit on instagram and really looking forward to expanding that relationship i wanted this photograph because in my eyes it's one of the most perfect photographs I've been able to grab and I wanted to be able to tell a beautiful story of a community that I feel is largely misrepresented and it's always been very welcoming and beautiful to me and that photograph tells that story to me so when I when I grabbed it and I knew that I was going to get into the NFT space at least 
to try the one and one like not a full series i was like oh this this is the yeah. winner like just hands down i get it i can't okay. do any better than this at this point <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well i mean hopefully you do you do do better i mean yeah not yeah always you know, <laughs> i hope that you continue to grow um yeah that's that's amazing um well david it's it's been a great talk Absolutely. a great conversation with you um i i really you know, I've learned a lot from you. Um, I always try to learn something new from, from the people that I talk to, but, um, just taking the road, less travel. The first thing that we talked about is, is I think really what's, what I'm going to be, what I'm going to be left with today. Um, because I mean, it's, it's just, it's just such an easy thing to do. Like it's, it's hard to break away from, from your normal routine or like your normal route that you might take, but it's, it's such an easy thing to do. And I really think that, I really think that you're you've captured taking the road less traveled in a beautiful way and i'm excited i'm really excited to see how how you take it even further and and how you i mean take that idea and run with it just like with other people and, and with other with other photographers um so yeah i think i think that's what i'm going to be left with today and what i what i what i learned from from this conversation so it's yeah it's been a great talk man yeah i appreciate it donovan it's been great to talk with you and really to vocalize you know what what some of my focuses are and hoping to grow a community and again with you know the work that you're doing the work that i'm doing it's about growing that you know sense of inspiration making sure that artists get out there and, and exactly. speak their truth and you know love themselves and then love what's outside of them and and you know taking that road less traveled and making sure that you know you're you're living a life fulfilled yeah there you go living a life fulfilled that's that's another thing i'll be left with you know just you just keep dropping these little nuggets of of knowledge um so let's stop before my mind blows up <laughs> no, I'm kidding. um but yeah david it's it's been such a great time for sure um Thanks, man. i'm gonna link your socials below um it's dj del grande on facebook his ig is dj underscore del underscore grande and his twitter is slow zone is that how yeah you it was it? one of my graffiti names from back in the day so it's lost one sick. like sl s-l-o-s-o-n -S yeah sweet sick man that's that's i like that that's pretty sick um and that's a whole yeah, other link. story that's yeah <laughs> dude, a whole other podcast like, like, it's like dang yeah i'm gonna have to get you on a part two someday after after you know yeah i, I dude, that's something i want to do is actually bring people back on um yeah those follow-ups man those kinda, are like the exactly. follow-ups are clutch that's the way to do it yeah exactly dude yeah exactly so yeah you guys might be seeing david on the podcast again you know sometime in the, in the future so um so yeah i'm 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 excited to see what you do with grande publishing and with this podcast that you're continuing excited to see you get some more interviews on there um or get you know start that process um again it's called streets photog podcast and i'll link that in the description as well just you can find everything below um as well as whenever you come out with that book I will be putting that into the pot into the description as well. As long as you remind me, you know, yeah, for sure. Note, but that'd be awesome. But yeah, so yeah, David, it was it was great having you on here. Um, thank you so much for for being here and coming on. Um, it was great having you. Everybody listening, um, keep on telling your story. Don't ever give up. Um, I'm excited to see who we have on the podcast um, in two weeks because that's you know what I'm when I'm posting them. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, and we'll 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 see you soon. Have a great one and keep on telling your story.